we all need encouragement at some point in time, whether it's for personal motivation, comfort, or reflection. An encouraging word can offer hope, inspiration, or a new perspective. Each week, we will explore biblical passages that will encourage and remind us of God's love, faithfulness, greatness, and sovereignty in our lives. So let's start the week off right. I'm your podcast host, Drea, and you're now listening to Divine Exhortations. Happy Monday, October 25th. Thank you for tuning into Divine Exhortations with Drea. And I'm going to just be real with y'all tonight. It is a Monday night, okay? And my guest and I are taking another shot at this episode. And I mean, technology is great, but when it acts up, it really acts up. Needless to say, thank you all for your kind words, support, and patience as we rectify the situation and get a word for you tonight, today, tomorrow. I have had the privilege for the past several of weeks sharing this platform with amazing men and women of God. And season two has been incredible. It really has. I mean, with a few minor hiccups, but we're keeping the momentum going. And so joining me today, or should I say tonight, is the lovely, the beautiful, gifted, talented sister and friend of mine, Natasha Harris, a.k.a. Tash. Welcome back to the podcast for a second time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to be here. Awesome. And so thank you, um, Tash, honestly, just for your patience um, and just trying to work through this whole technical glitch with me. Uh, Again, I really do appreciate you. And I know the listeners are are so grateful as well um, Mm -hmm. for that. So before we get into your word, uh, could you just share your experience on coming to know the Lord? Yeah, so I'd love to. First of all, I must say thank you again for having me, Drea. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a pleasure and it's honestly an honor. Uh, Coming to know the Lord, wow. Um, I love being asked this question um, just because, you know, I grew up in church. And so um, it really was a difference for me, like coming to know the Lord. I always knew about him, Mm -hmm. Um, but coming to know him completely different um so as i mentioned before i grew up in church had always heard about the lord you know grew up hearing preaching and all of that great stuff but it was actually during a uh, what i would call a toxic relationship that i really came to know the lord for myself all the things that you know we hear about um you know him dying at calvary and that love and that grace Mm -hmm. i had never really experienced it for myself um, until I was in a place where I, I couldn't take myself out of. It was toxic. It was just, it was terrible. Um, and I experienced the love of God where some other people may not have loved me if they had known what I was going through, um, where other people may not have extended grace or I may not even have ex- extended grace um, to others. God really saw fit and and um, went down in what I like to call the pit with me mm-hmm. and took his time and was just like, you know what? Um, I'm going to extend 
you grace um, and and that favor and love, show you my love. And I, that was really how I came to know him. It was through that time that I, um, you know, when we sing songs like your grace and mercy brought me through, yes. I, I understood what it meant because, um, yeah, I experienced it. So I was no longer just, you know, going to church, clapping or going through the motions. Um, but now I have a relationship with him when I can, when I testify or when I talk about him, it's from a place of knowing who he is personally. So, yeah. Awesome. And thank you so much for being open and just sharing your salvation experience. Of course. And so at this time, I'm going to just hand back over to you again. And yeah. you can just share what has laid upon your heart for us. For sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, today, I would kind of like to, or tonight rather, like to kind of talk about um, what I believe has been laid on my heart. Um, and, you know, um, just really have that conversation with you, Drea. Um, so feel free at any point to chime in if you have anything that you'd like to share. For sure. Um, but yes, I'd like to encourage all of us um, because I believe that this is not only an encouragement for all of you who are listening, but even just, you know, as we've recorded this before, it's really been a source of encouragement to myself. Um, and so I just want to encourage all of us and remind all of us again, and maybe who knows, maybe that's why God allowed this to happen because he knew that we needed, or I needed this encouragement mm. again. So um, I really just want to talk about, um, or I would title it, don't let the promise die. Um, and this is all centered around the story of the Shunammite woman. You can find this in second Kings chapter four, around verse eight. Um, and onward, and I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to recap um, what this account is. I don't really like to call it a story, but what this account was all about. So there's this woman. Um, she is wealthy. She has land, you know, property, all of these things. Um, and she, it was the prophet Elisha who would pass by often. Whenever he would pass by, um, he would stop by her place um uh, her, her and her husband stopped by their place and after a while you know she decided that she was going to build they decided they're going to build a room um for the prophet just so that anytime he's passing through he would have a place to rest right um and so um elisha was you know he said to her what what can i do for you and she said no like no my lord or no you don't i don't need anything i'm good you know she's affluent she has land she has pretty much everything that she could want she already had and so she's like no i'm good um and so elisha goes to his servant gehazi and he says to gehazi like what can we do this for this woman um and gehazi says you know she doesn't have any children um and so elisha prophesies to her and says this time next year you're going to have a child and mm -hmm. as he prophesies so it comes to pass um, and so, you know, even before, while he's prophesied or while he's prophesied to her, she responds, you can see it in the text that she's like, you know, don't, don't promise me anything that's not yes. going to happen because <laughs> I like, I'm good. Like I have everything that I need. I have land. I just, it almost from the way when you read the text and I'm, I'm very much a visual person. So as I'm reading it, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, what we in the present day would say. It almost sounds like she's just like, listen, I'm good. Like, I didn't ask for you to come here to tell me <laughs> about like, you know, something that I, I, I probably, who knows, maybe she's tried to have children before and it never panned out or whatever the case may be. And so she's like, you know, I'm settled. I'm at a place where I'm good. I don't need you prophesying something that's not going to happen. Don't tell me it's going to happen. If it's not going to happen, don't get right. my hopes up. 
and he prophesies and it happens she has this child and it's such a wonderful thought um w- w- wonderful thing rather sorry because you know children are um just uh, they're just a symbol of hope mm-hmm. you know when parents um you, you have your child you you do everything for them you know you live to take care of them and and to make sure that you know you set them up and you pass down whether it be um traditions culture um you know just um wealth you know they're basically an extension of you and so you put everything into making sure that they carry on that legacy um and so she um yes she has this child and so one day child's in the field with his father um and the, um has a headache and dies and yeah. so you know servant tells calls to her and tells her like you know your son's dead and she immediately it it always blows my mind and this is where this whole entire encouragement and thought is centered around her response um you know is um when when she she goes out there and she says you know what i gotta go see the man of god because first of all i didn't ask for this like (laughs) i did not ask for this i told this man don't prophesy nothing to me that's not gonna happen like i can only imagine how she must have felt but yet her response um was just I find so peculiar and one Mm -hmm. that I, I hope all of us would have that response. You know, oftentimes we're faced with situations or God speaks a word or he gives us a promise um, or even promises that we find in his word. And and sometimes our response is to sit um, in, in a sunken mood or in a sullen mood to be like, Oh my goodness. Like I thought God said this was going to happen. And when we don't see things panning out a certain way, our response is, is not one of faith most times, you know, we automatically go into this place of, okay, well maybe God, you know, not lied, but you know, some of us will say, okay, maybe God lied or I'm mad or maybe he didn't even speak this. Maybe I thought I heard this or, Mm -hmm. you know, we go into all of these, this, this, this mode of just disbelief or, okay. Uh, despair right and it was so peculiar she said i gotta go she just took herself up and she's like i gotta go find the man of god who spoke this thing because this child is dead and i know i was promised and if there's anybody who's going to tell me what's going on or who can change the situation it's him i'm going back to the source right and 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 i i i find it when reading the scripture it's like you know god just encouraged my heart um really that we should always go back to him he's the one who's spoken this word and instead of turning to a place of despair we really need to go back to the source even so much that in on her journey on her way back or on her way to elisha um gehazi elisha sees her coming from afar off and sends gehazi to her to say you know find out what what's the reason or why is she coming and gehazi meets her and He's like, you know, what's up? And she's just like, it is well. And it yeah. happened twice. And her response is, it is well. You know, with, with Gehaza and with another servant. Um, and, or I, I don't know if it was another servant, but I maybe Elisha, sorry there. But um, she, anyhow, she gets to Elisha and, um, you know, she's just like, Elisha's like, basically, what's up? Again, I'm paraphrasing, you guys. Um, but <laughs> Elisha's just like, you know, what's going on? And she's like, you prophesied that I would have this child and the child is dead. So you're going to have to come back with me and you're going to have to fix the situation because you spoke a word and that it it came to pass. And now it looks like everything is going the opposite of what you said. What was the point of me even having this child 
for this child to pass away. You know what I mean? And so what is our what is our response in situations like those do we go back to the source right mm-hmm. and even just her openness to come back to elisha and and really just bear her heart you know when when you when things aren't going the way that you expect them to um do you go back to the lord and do do we go back to him authentically to be like god i'm disappointed like you right. said and you spoke this word and this is what i was expecting and this is not this is not what's happening. Like the reality is not what I thought it was supposed to be. Right. Um, and, and so we look at it and it's just an encouraging thought, um, an encouraging thought that we should be able to go back to the Lord and be authentic in our, what, what it is that we are feeling. Right. Um, but more so, um, just the, the whole concept of, um, or the, the thought for t- for this podcast more more so or this exhortation is really don't let the promise die and she went back on a mission right yes. she knew what was spoken over her she knew what was promised and and that child was there and now the child is dead and she's like I'm coming back and you you've got to fix this um you, you gotta come back with me because this child can't die you know and so when we look at it, um, even in moving away now from the Shunammite woman, but other examples of this um, guarding, what I like to call guarding the promise. And that's really what we ought to be. We ought to keepers of the promise. We ought to, the things that God has spoken o- over our lives, we shouldn't be so easy to let go yes. of them. God wants us to come with a tenacity and with a uh, um, a relentlessness and hold on to the things that he said because he's not a God that lies. He doesn't let his his word return to him void, right? Um, we look at the story of um, David. You know, David was anointed by yes. Samuel and between the time that he was anointed to the time he actually took the throne was about approximately 13 years. Yeah. 13 years he's on the run and Saul is trying to kill him. Okay, so imagine you a prophet comes anoints him and this whole entire thing oil running down his head and he's like you're gonna be the next king and 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 all this and you know he 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 knew probably that his brothers were haters or didn't care much about him like you know they left him out in the field and everything like that and he's probably finally thinking okay this is my chance to shine like i'm gonna be king and then all of a sudden the current king of israel is trying to kill him and he's yeah. on the run for 13 years some of us would have given up year 1 and i'm not on the throne no nah, i would have given up like after up. a week listen, <laughs> listen and that's the reality right yeah. the reality is that a lot of us would have just been like i'm not doing this like for 13 years but look at david's the posture of mm-hmm. david's heart right through all of this there were so many opportunities when he um ended up what I would say bucking up into Saul and he could have killed him. Right. But he, he even admonished those who were with him, touch not the Lord's anointed because his posture, his heart. And that's not to say that David was perfect because he was far from it. Right. But we also see that there's this, um, David had a repentant heart, right? Mm-hmm. And he always knew to come back. And that's really what even um, the point of this podcast, right? you say all the time, relationship. We're yeah. encouraging relationship with God. And that's what relationship with God is. It's not perfection, but it's coming back and being able to be like, okay, God, I know this is what you said, but listen, I, I faced a moment of weakness or this is how I feel. I don't feel like um, believing what you said, or I don't even know if what you said was true. This is how I'm feeling 
Give me the peace. Give me the strength. Give me the grace to continue to believe and to hold on to this promise that you've given to me. Right. Um, And so it's it's crazy because even um, and I I mentioned this before in the previous recording, I'll say it last week for me. Oh, my goodness, was a terrible, terrible, terrible Mm. week. Um, Like I'm talking about and it's so ironic because I'm aside from being a realtor, I'm also a purpose connecting coach. Um, so that means helping people or um, helping people understand and know their their purpose and connect their purpose with ideas that they have so that they can be impactful, but also generate an income from those ideas. And it's so ironic because the, the very area where I feel God has called me to, all of a sudden I'm questioning, do I have a purpose? Is there even a point to being mm. here? Like, I don't even want to be here anymore. If, if, Life is all about sickness and sadness and there's so much pain and there's so much hurt. What is the point of even being here? Like I'm telling right. you, as I looked at life, I was just like, you realize you 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 come to, I guess, an age of maturity when you realize that life when built, you, you know, you start facing bills and all of these different things, <laughs> adulthood. And you're just like, what is the point? Like there's so many people, some people end up, um, like I had a friend, you know, she got married for years. We talked about, um, her getting married and you know all the things that women and girls talk about and all of a sudden she gets married within a couple of days of her getting married she's in the hospital she's sick diagnosed with this disease you know oh what I mean my. and all of these things but this is the way that life is but in the midst of all of that am I still going to choose to hold on to what God has told right. me am I going to still choose to hold on to the promises of God the word of God you know and not only just the promises of God that have been spoken to me in terms of the personalized um, promises of God but even I find Drea that sometimes we don't even realize that we have a book like the Bible is full of promises you want to know what God has what his thoughts are towards you you know you mentioned it the last time Jeremiah 29 11 I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you and they're good they're not evil plans they're thoughts thoughts and plans to prosper you know what I mean so it's it's crazy because sometimes we sit in this state and just like the, the Shunammite woman, she could have sat down when she first heard that her child had, had passed away and just been like, oh, you know, look at Joe and look at Mary. They, their children are alive. Their children are well. They have all these things and they're not facing the things that I'm facing. But she took herself up and she's like, listen, I am going back to the source because Amen. I don't know what's going on. But he, but listen, he's the one who spoke this word, so he must know. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that's the same I believe that is the same way that God wants us to come back to him, you know, um, and, and, and to hold on to be keepers of the promise to, to guard it. We look at another example, um, you know, with Paul even, um, and, and I love this example. You can see, um, what I'm about to reference in Acts, um, let me just, uh, Acts 18, um, and, and Paul had just, in previous chapters had just preached a powerful powerful sermon like he was preaching you know teaching all these things um and he left in athens and he left athens and went back to corinth and you can see in acts 18 that he was paul was a tent maker okay like Mm. (laughs) this man was big big and oftentimes we idolize or we we think that our purpose is um and and we're going to talk a little bit about this too but we think that our purpose is attached to the things that we do or or who are our career right? right we have this notion that my purpose must be the thing that i am so for example um oftentimes um people and and, and it's it's not just people but even i i find that us 
as believers, us in the church, we don't have an understanding of what our purpose is. And there's mm. so much freedom in understanding truly what our purpose is. And I, I remember when I came to this revelation, I was mind blown. Like I'm yeah. telling you, just yeah. felt so much freedom. It's not about the thing. So you could be a teacher, right? But your purpose is not to be a teacher. So I would wrap it up and say, instead of, you know, I, I, as adults or um, as parents, you know, sometimes I'll ask our children, well, who do you want to be or what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. And they'll be like, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be. And we they live their whole entire life chasing this career or wanting to fulfill this thing. And oftentimes we even find that sometimes um, people lose their way because they want to fulfill um, the desire of their parents, like their parents right. want them to be a doctor and they're like, I got to be a doctor or I'm going to be a disappointment. And all their life, they're chasing this thing, but never finding fulfillment because they're not following their purpose, their passion, the thing that they are actually created to do. Right. Or the areas that they're good at. Um, and so we have to understand that our purpose is not tied to what we do. It's mm. your purpose is not found in you being a teacher or you being a doctor or you being a lawyer or you being a garbage removal person. That is not where your purpose is. Your purpose and more so for us as believers, our purpose always comes back to Christ and okay. leading yep. others to Christ. It's reconciliation because that's what Christ, even before the foundation of the earth. He knew what was going to happen with Adam and Eve. He knew that they were going to fall. He knew um, that, you know, they were going to eat of that fruit and be cast out and that we would need to be reconciled to him. And so he made a plan. He allowed everything that you see happening from Genesis all the way down to when Jesus came here and robed himself in flesh and came and then died. Yeah. Happened the way that it did so that we would be reconciled to him and so that we would have everything we need to live this life to be an example and to live out our purpose so even if you are it doesn't matter like you could be a teacher in one season of your life and you could end up being a doctor in another season of your life who you are and your purpose more so as a believer does not change mm. it's who you are that is your purpose it's not what you do so when you're a teacher can people experience christ through you how, right. what are their, what are their, um, um, experiences with you? Are you kind? Are you loving? Are you exhibiting the fruit of the spirit? Are you, yes, uh, yes. when, when they see you, you know, oftentimes too, we, we, um, people will probably mock or say, okay, this God that you worship, who, where is he? Who is he? We can't see him. <laughs> How do you know that he even exists? And it just hit me. It's so mind blowing because we are when when the Bible says that we were created in his image and in his likeness, that is what it actually means. We are meant to be the physical representation of Christ in the earth. And Amen. I believe it's so strategic because God doesn't need to be here in the flesh through you and your testimony and you living your life um, as a living, that living example and that beacon of hope, it's, it's when people see you, they should see and experience Christ. When they see me, they should see and experience Christ. So it doesn't matter what you do. You don't have to worry about what Jane and Mary is doing or mm -hmm. that, you know, they've bought the house and they have the kids and they have this, or this person graduated before me, or this person's a doctor or a lawyer, a lawyer. settle in where God has you find contentment in the season that you're in. Because God has you there for a purpose. And there are things that are being fulfilled even in those dry seasons, yeah. right? We come and we look at the example of the children of Israel. 
And um, they could have entered in the promised land. Um, I believe theologians say, if you look at it geographically speaking, they could have entered in um, to the promised land within seven days. Right. But the Lord strategically allowed them to cross through the Red Sea and then to end up in the wilderness because character mm. needed to be developed. There were certain mm. things that they had in them that God needed to weed out to show them themselves, right? Character needed to be built. And there were, and, and because of the choices that they made, and we have to be so cognizant of this too, choices that they made um, caused generations to be wiped out when they yeah. could have entered, even to the point of, you know, God you know, they're in the wilderness, wandering, wandering. And all of a sudden God's like, okay, to Moses, here's the land. I've given you the land. But because they saw all of their enemies surrounding, um, you know, Moses sent in um, them, a couple of them as spies to go spy out the land. And only Joshua and Caleb came back and said, listen, we're good. Like, as long as God goes with us, yeah. we're good. And the rest of them are like, we're like grasshoppers, like yeah. no faith. You know what I mean? And because of their I would say disobedience or because of their fear and their lack of faith, they, a whole generation of them got killed off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we have to be mindful. There's two ways of that. When we're guard, when we're keeping the promise or when we even find ourselves in that place where it seems like the promise is not coming to pass and we find ourselves in these dry seasons that again, we don't sit down and we don't wallow or we don't stay so focused on the fact that things are not panning out the way that they should, that when God says go, we miss it because we're so right. busy in um, cowering or in our fear or looking at the situation and not looking at the promise or guarding the promise and remembering the promise that God has given us. Right. Mm, and the yes. tenacity that the Shunammite woman had, she literally like, as our topic is, is mentioned, don't let the promise die. Like she was like, literally, I, if I have anything to do with this, this is not how the situation is going to stay. Like this woman had to not like, tenacity she was relentless mm. right yes. in the fact that this this child he can't stay dead like my faith says he's gonna live again right and yeah. even in that dry season that was what she was holding on to she went and she cried out she bared her heart she was real she was raw um but she was just like no something has to change and elisha went back with her and we know the rest of the story laid upon that child and yep. um you know uh, breathed on him and he came back to life mm. you know what i mean and even in that, I, I remember um, the Lord bringing this spe specific scripture to me and even giving me a promise. He brought this scripture to my attention. It was just the other day that it came to um, my attention or I, I came to the knowledge that a couple chapters after in 2 Kings 8, this same woman, um, a famine was coming upon the land and Elisha, I believe it was Elisha, went to her and warned her and told her that she needed to... Um, leave the country leave the country because famine was coming and so she fled she left everything that she had and she fled and then famine was over it was seven years she came back and um she comes back and she she goes and she cries out to the king but even before or while that's happening the king is asking of great things that elisha has done and so he's talking to gehazi and he's like tell me what great things elisha has done and he's mm -hmm. uh, gehazi is giving um an account of the things that elisha has done and just as he's giving the account, this woman walks in and he's like, here, here is what I was just telling you about. And the king's like to the Shunammite woman, tell me what has Elisha done? And she tells him of the account of what happened to her son. Right. And um, the king says, restore to her. He said, I'm going to send a guard with you. And he says, restore to her everything that would have been hers in those seven years, mm. that 
give it to her, right? And so we see, you know, oftentimes we stop at one part of the um, the Bible or we don't read all of the word of God in its entirety to get right. the context of the situation. But, you know, oftentimes we'll find ourselves in a season where, okay, God, you promise something and then it seems like it's coming to pass and then it seems like it's not coming to pass. And then, okay, God, you, you did a miracle. And then we... We continue with life because life does continue. And then we find ourselves in another dry place. And oftentimes we have this perception that things are just going to go good all the time. Or even looking at that story, you would just think, okay, they lived happily ever after, after this boy um, came back to life and that's it. But here she is a couple chapters after and Elisha's telling her to leave everything that she has. So here she yeah. has to place her faith again right. and, and hold on to that promise that Elisha says within seven years, this famine is going to be over. She doesn't know what's going to happen in seven years. Famine's on the land. Everybody's hungry. Like people are probably taking over her land, ravaging any food that she had left. Like she's probably coming back thinking there's nothing left for me. Yeah. But here is God again, showing up. And telling the king, restore to her everything that was, was supposed to be hers within seven years. So even that, we can see that even in a dry place, and I love this, Isaiah yes. 43, 19, um, uh, beset, um, I think it's verse 19 says, look, and I'm going to paraphrase because I probably can't quote it off the top of my head. I'm making ways um, in the wilderness and streams in a dry place, yes. right? I'm doing, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not see it spring forth? I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in a dry place, right? And so God is just that God, like even in our dry season and even when it looks like things are not panning out, he's working all things for our good. We can Amen. look at countless stories. We can look at Job. Look at what Job faced in his dry season. You know what I right. mean? Like he's been serving God faithfully and God, you allowed this to happen to me. You allowed my family, you know, to be taken from me, to be killed. What am I going to do? My, my wife is telling me to curse you and die, like all yeah. of these things. And in all of that, then we see at the end that God restored to, to Job more than what he had before, right. right? But even in the midst of that, and oftentimes we think about the more than, than he had before or more than they had before, but we miss that in the middle of all of this, there's still something that's being done right? Job's mm -hmm. character was being built. Yes. Who knows what, what he had to face after because that's where the account ends with him being restored or um, with him being restored and everything that he lost being given back to him plus more. But who's to know what happens after that in Job's life, right? Because this is a real individual and who knows the, the testimonies, the legacy, what was passed down because of the season that Job went through. I can only imagine the legacy and the stories that were passed down in that family because of what Job endured and the, and, and the faithfulness of God that was accounted to all of his children and their, his children's children and so on and so forth. Yeah. Right. So we have to understand that guarding and keeping this promise and not ensuring that the promise doesn't die. It's much more than just materialistic things. It's much more. And those things are great. Listen, I believe wholeheartedly as a purpose connecting coach and as a business strategist and, you know, previous wealth coach, I believe God wants us to prosper. He's called us to live an abundant life. And that's holistically, spiritually, financially, physically, mentally, 
emotionally, all of that great stuff, right? But we have to tap in and understand that it's much more than just the materialistic things. And it's much more than just the end result and the restoration and God giving, um, you know, double what we had before. But there's something that's necessary in the in-between. It's the meat of the matter. And that's really often where the greatest impact happens. We need to be able to relate with those who are lost. Our greatest, as I go back to what I was saying before, you know, our purpose in this life is really to be a witness and so that others can be reconciled to Christ yeah right so it what's the point of God giving us everything that we that we desire and him not getting the glory him not yeah. it you know souls is what matters we are what matter to him he doesn't care about 10 million dollars he doesn't care about the house he right. cares about you he cares about your soul. He cares about you and I being restored back to him. He cares about the people that are lost. He cares about the people that we don't even deem worthy. That's mm. what he cares about, right? And so when you're going through and when I'm going through those deep, dark places, that's the reason why he allows us to stay in those places because something else is being built up in us that's necessary to be a light and a hope to the people who need him. Amen. You know? So... Um, that's basically the encouragement that I wanted to give. And going back to what I was saying about Paul, you know, we see it there. Paul, um, was preaching one moment. He's preaching on this big, um, on this big platform, if you say, if you will. Right. And so, so often we, we get, we think that our purpose is tied up again in, um, you know, if you're a preacher, you have this big purpose, If the but the usher doesn't have a purpose mm, or the person yeah. at the back of the church or the person who cleans up the church doesn't have a purpose because they're just doing the little things, right? Paul was preaching this big, big sermon and ha- there's this big move of God and all of a sudden he's coming back and he's making tents. But when he's making tents, he's still witnessing, yes. you know what I mean? And so we got to look at it like that. And that's why even I'll put it in there. Um it, it, for me, being a purpose coach, it was such a God thing when God just showed me, okay, Tosh, this is where I want you to go because it, I, again, there's just, I think we, we have it, especially as believers, that there should be this separation between the life that we live as believers and the thing that we do. And God is calling all of us in this season for no more separation. Mm. Bring him into your workspace. Amen. Bring him into your school. Bring him into the conversation. And you don't got to scream, Jesus. You don't got to, we don't got to hand out tracks. We don't got to knock on doors. We don't got to do all of that stuff. God wants to meet you and he wants to meet the people that are close to you and the people that don't know about him in the most minute way. In yes. the most, um, you know, random way. It, it could be that you just lend a listening ear. You know, it could be that you dress differently or that you handle yourself differently and it sparks a conversation. Or, you know, somebody says, you know, I have a family member who's sick and you're just like, do you mind if I pray for you? You don't yeah. got to, you know, rolling on the ground, speaking in tongues, doing the most. Like not to <laughs> say that that's the most, but you don't have to be doing all of that to be that, that light and that source of comfort for them and be like literally shining let or allow Christ to shine through you in that moment right so these are the things that I kind of wanted to encourage us um, on today um, about and Jeremiah 1 uh, verse 5 I love 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 this scripture and I just want to encourage anybody's um, anybody who's listening to this podcast that the Lord says before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee I knew you and before thou camest forth out of the womb I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations amen like mind blown like yeah. mind blown he knew us even before we were formed okay 
and he called us and he ordained us. So the thing that God is calling you to, and and I'm not discounting it. And I a hundred percent, again, like this is the reason why I just, I love it where God was like, you know, purpose and the ideas that you have, because if you have an idea that's wrestling, like look at Drea. And I'm so, so blessed and so happy that you're doing this Drea, and that you're tapping into it. I'm pretty sure you have, you know, another job that you that you do. That's a source of income for, for, for your family. But for whatever reason, God gave you this idea yeah. and you tapped into it and you don't know that you have no idea the magnitude of impact this podcast is going to have. You don't know how many people may have considered giving giving up on life yeah. and listen to a podcast episode and they were like, you know what, I'm going to continue because God wants me to continue. You don't know the impact that that all is going to have um, when we step out and we do the things that we're passionate about or do the things that God has called us to and we don't separate our purpose or um, what God has called us to as believers, right? So- I really want us to be encouraged and really want us to um, cement in our minds, in our spirits, that God has called you. He has. And anything telling you otherwise is a lie from the enemy. He has called you. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. And he ordained you for the thing that you are passionate about, the thing that that burning idea that's always on your mind, um, on your mind and on your heart, the thing that you feel nudged to do, the thing that you're good at. He put it and he gave it to you for a reason, right? I couldn't do divine exhortations with, with, um, with Drea. Like that was not what God gave to me. And Drea couldn't do purpose connecting, you know, that's not what God gave to her. And so we run in our lanes, but we do what God has called us to do and we do it well. And God is going to get the glory out of it because we surrendered the things that we are passionate about and our gifts and our talents and the ideas. And we say, God, I'm not going to separate what your will is or what your purpose is for my life from the thing that I'm passionate about. But I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to let you use the things that I'm passionate about, the things that I'm gifted at for your glory so that I can have impact and listen profit comes out of it whatever you want to deem profit as whether it's monetary whether it's impact whether it's streams whether it's lives brought to christ whatever that looks like because profit is not just monetary right um but yeah that's basically what i wanted to encourage us um with today and i want to i'm very much a practical person and principled person so i want to do something a little bit different and i want to leave you with three practical um things that you can do to ensure that you don't let the promise die and that you're safeguarding the promise promises of God that have been, that have been spoken over you and the promises that we find in his word. So the very first thing is to write it down. Amen. Okay. Um, and we see it in scripture Habakkuk too. Um, if you haven't, um, read it, you, you definitely want to do that and just read the whole book. So you get the context of everything that was happening in such a short book. Um, but we need to write it down, right? Um, write down so that we can remember. And if it means writing it down on a thousand sticky notes in your room, um, if it means whatever is going to be accessible to you, write the promises of God down and also find scripture that backs up that promise, especially if you believe the Lord has spoken to you because God does not ever go against his word. Whatever he speaks over you will always be backed by scripture. So write down the promise and find the scriptures that align with this promise and, and have them readily accessible and available to you so that when you find yourself in a space where 
you you find yourself in despair or you find yourself forgetting the promise or you feel like it, everything is going wrong, you have written reminders yes. of what God has spoken to you. Yes. Okay, so write it down. The second thing is live in accordance with the promise. So often we profess our belief. We, you know, and, and we know the scripture says faith without works is listen it's dead dead and dead. i love it's dead dead right <laughs> um we can see um yeah so living in accordance with the promise and we can see this um and i'm going to reference it a little bit later but in hebrews 11 you know which talks about um faith um that whole entire scripture but um living with um living in accordance with our um with the promise and with the faith that we have that the promise is going to come to pass looks like our actions have to align with what we say. So yes. every single day, and for me, what that looks like is I have alarms like set up in my phone that literally tell me, okay, Tosh, you need to be doing this at this time. You need to be doing that at that time. I even have reminders that tell me um, an, an alarm that goes off that, that says, hey, you're one step closer to buying the condo that you want. If you got, you got to get practical with yeah. this thing so that you're, you're reminded every single day what you're doing, because listen, I, and I'll tell you, uh, us as human beings, we're very fickle. We'll think, okay, you know, we're good today. And then tomorrow comes and it hits you like a ton of bricks and you don't remember anything or you don't find, you don't have the energy to even want to open up the Bible or to pray or do whatever. Yes. Right. So you got to have, um, accessible ways so that you can live this out. Right. And so. If it even means in the morning when you get up, do a small to-do list. How um, am I going to actually um, get closer to, and not necessarily closer to, because uh, I guess I'll break it down this way. There's, when it comes to, and I guess this is the way that I like to say it, um, is that my hard work, when my hard work meets his favor, nothing is impossible. Mm, so that. that means that I even though, yes, I'm believing and I'm praying and God has spoken a word, there's always a part that I have to do. So yeah. every single day I'm going to say, okay, what do I need to do? It's just like you're believing God, you're praying for a car. Okay, great. God can provide the car. What if God provides the car tomorrow? If you don't have a driver's license, you can't drive that car. That car is about to be parked, parked in your driveway, right? Because <laughs> you need that you need that license in order to actually be able to operate that vehicle, right? So a lot of us are praying. We want the blessings. We want all of this. We want the promise. But yet we're not willing to do the work that's necessary to yeah. maintain the blessing. And that's what God wants us for. God wants for us. He doesn't want to bless you with something that's going to wither away tomorrow. He wants to bless you with something that you're going to be able to maintain. So we have to put our hard work. And when our hard work meets his favor... Nothing is impossible. And those things will remain in our lives, right? Yeah. So live in accordance with a promise. Remember the promise, write it down. And every day, live it out like you believe it. Live like you believe what God has spoken over you. And then the last thing is to be thankful and continue to pray, mm -hmm. okay? And in everything, there's two parts to that because um, oftentimes, you know, again, we find ourselves in this place where we, we forget the promises of God and we're, we're so easy to complain or we're, we even sometimes avoid God altogether because we're just like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm upset. I don't want to deal with it. Like you said this, but you're not even, and we just avoid him altogether. Yeah. Right. But if we come to God and we're like, you know what, Lord, I'm thankful for the promises that you've spoken over me. I'm thankful that I'm your child. Even when in my, um, dark time, like last week, I, I couldn't find the words to pray, I couldn't find 
the words to say or even to get to that place of like wanting to worship. But I had to come to this place where I was like, you know what, God, even though I feel like this, I know you're still good. Yeah. And and that's yes. what it looks like. Like sometimes you're just like, God, I know the promise is not like it doesn't look like it's happening, but I know because I know who you are and because I have a relationship with you, I'm actually going to bank on who I know you to be, even though it looks opposite of what's happening right now. Right. And I'm going to thank you based on who you are, not because of the thing that you haven't done or, you know, the things that you've even done before, but because of who you are, you know, I'm going to be thankful. And so it looks like, okay, God, I thank you. I thank you that I know you and I, I'm thankful for the promises that you've spoken over me. And then it comes to continue to pray, but God, this is how I feel and be authentic. Like this woman, when we look at the Shunammite woman, she didn't try to hide how she was feeling. She went yeah. back and she said exactly what was on her mind, you know? Um, and so God wants you to come to him. And oftentimes we feel this guilt um, sometimes too, when God has promised something, we don't see it panning out and we're probably like, oh my goodness, like I don't want to bother God or I don't want to come back and continue asking yeah. for the same thing over and over again. But God wants you to. He wants, and that's what relationship is. It's communication and it's it's communing both ways. It's you talking and him talking and you listening and him listening and you talking. So don't be afraid to come to God and to come to him authentically with what is on your heart. He already knows it, but he wants to hear it from you. So come, uh, come with um, thankfulness and continue to pray and be truthful, be 100% raw with how you feel, okay? And just wrapping up, I think the three things that kind of encapsulate these practical, these three practical points is that love, faith, and hope are super important, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. John 13 um, verse 35 says, and I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to find it. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another, right? Mm -hmm. And so our love for God, when we profess to love God, our love for God actually is shown to him and is um, not even concrete, but is shown to him and is solidified when we love one another. When we decide, you know what, and not just the ones that are believers, not the ones that we just deem worthy of our love um or not the ones that are just easy to love but we right. love one another period we love all of god's creation every every single person that's out there right and how do we even show that we love um like i said we don't gotta be screaming jesus at people we don't gotta be preaching at people we don't even have to tolerate or condone certain things but it's our posture towards people are we sharing the love of god with them are we being kind to them are we being patient with them you know, all of these things, we are showing God that we love him when we love one another. Okay, faith. Again, looking at Hebrews um, 11, and I love this scripture, Hebrews 11, um, verse 22. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. And it's so, it blows my mind, Jerry, because even in, <laughs> in his death, like Joseph was like, listen, I know that 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 we we're not going to stay in this place. Like Egypt <laughs> is not our final resting place. I believe so much the promise that was given to Abraham that was passed down to um, Isaac that was then passed down to my father, Jacob. And now I'm telling you that even in my death, I don't want to remain here. Take my bones with you right. because I know that you're going to see, we're going to see that land and that God is going to fulfill his promise. And that's how sold out God wants us to be yeah. to 
what he's he's spoken over us the promise that he's given to you and that he's given to me he wants us to be sold out so much that even if we don't see the full fulfillment in our lifetime we pass down that legacy right um and so the last thing is hope we have to have hope in keeping and safeguarding this promise we have to have hope and hope it can be defined as a feeling the expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen Mm -hmm. and if we don't have um if we don't have hope we can't have faith Right. Um, so we have to have expectation. The thing that God has spoken to you and that pairs very nicely again with faith, because if we have expectation, our actions are going to align with our expectation, our um, expectation. And that's what faith is. It's not just what we profess. It's not just what we say we believe, but it's our actions aligned with what we say. So we have to continue hoping. And Psalms 37, 34 says hope in the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the Mm. wicked are destroyed, you will see it. Amen. And that is what hope is. It says it doesn't matter what's going on out there. I know in here that this is what God says. And my expectation is in him. It's of him because of who he is and his character. And he doesn't lie. He does. His word doesn't return to him void. I know my God. I know his character and I know that he's trustworthy. And so I'm going to hope regardless of what I face. Um, and so, yeah, that those are basically the three things. Remember, in safeguarding the promise, it's going to require you to love. It's going to require you to love, even in the hard times, even through that in-between where you haven't seen the promise fulfilled and you haven't seen everything God has, has spoken over you come to pass. Continue to love. And how do we love? By loving others and pointing them back to Christ and showing his love, um, letting him be seen through us. We have to continue to have faith and we got to have hope, right? And how do we do this practically? Write it down. Write it down so that you're reminded. Live in accordance with the promise. Be thankful and continue to pray. All right, that's it. Wow. I hope that you guys are all encouraged in Jesus' name. Wow. Thank you so much, Tash, for just sharing such a a very strong and uh, heartfelt and passionate word today. And just thank you for just speaking from the depths of your spirit and just giving us practical strategies and scriptures that we can use today as we continue this journey, you know, in our walk with the Lord. So thank mm-hmm. you so much. I really do appreciate you. Um, yes. So if you can just do us a favor and mm-hmm. close this segment out in prayer, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We are beyond thankful. I am beyond thankful, first of all, for this opportunity, Lord God, for everything that you are doing in this season, even in using Drea and this podcast, Divine Exhortations with Drea. Lord, I know that this is a blessing to so many people. And God, I just want to again say thank you. Thank you for Lord God, your love for us, your kindness towards us. Thank you, Lord God, for the things that you have spoken over us. Thank you, Lord God, even in the midst of 
difficult seasons, in difficult times, Lord God, that we can find peace, comfort, and joy in you, Lord God. I pray for every single person who is listening to this episode on this Monday morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is where they are, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, a special blessing over them, Lord God. I pray that something that was spoken on this episode today, Lord God, will have been a blessing for them, Lord God, would have been a reminder, Lord God, that they would have heard you through me, Lord Jesus, Lord God. I pray that you, Lord God, will reach out to them even where they are right now, Lord God, and that you will show yourself, Lord God, that they will feel your presence, Lord God, that they will, Lord God, if it be a hug that they need, if it be, Lord God, tears wiped away, Lord God, if it be, Lord Jesus, just a breath or a a wind of fresh air, Lord God, I pray that you would be whatever it is that they need, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will help us, Lord God, to safeguard the promises that you have given to us, both in your words and both in your word, Lord God, and things that you have spoken to us personally, Lord God. Help us not to give up, Lord God. Help us not, Lord Jesus, Lord God, to just walk away from the things that you have spoken over us, Lord God. But I pray, Lord God, that you will, Lord God, um, fill us with a spirit of uh, tenacity, Lord God, a relentless spirit, Lord God, a spirit that would um, help us to chase after the things that you have in store for us and the things that you have spoken over us. So God, I pray that you would bless Drea, Lord God, her family, Lord God, this ministry, Lord God, because this is what it is. There are so many people who are broken, so many people in our churches and outside of our churches. Who's to know who's in a stumble across all of these episodes, Lord God, but you have divinely appointed, Lord God, Drea, for this assignment, for this time, in this season, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that this will be a blessing to so many people, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that you will just continue to keep us, Lord God, and that this word would resonate in our spirits. Let it not just be something that goes in our ears and out the other, Lord God, but I pray, Lord God, that it will stay with us, that it will come back to our remembrance in difficult times, Lord God. Let your presence ever go before us. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that you have done, Lord God, and that your word is so applicable in every season, Lord God, in in every dispensation, in every time, Lord God, even though it may look different, Lord God, but that your word is still applicable today thank you lord god we worship you we praise you we exalt you because you are worthy you are great lord god and you are a keeper you're a provider you're a protector you are a healer lord god and even the needs lord god of your people even as they listen there may be specific needs and so god i'm praying with faith believing lord god that the needs of every single person lord god who is listening lord god you will meet according to your will at the right time just the way that it needs to be met lord god for you to get the glory and so that our lives can be changed and so that we can also be a testimony thank you again my heart is full and i'm just so thankful because i know that you are working and that you are moving and that you are doing something amazing in this season even in the midst of our valley even in the midst of darkness so again we say thank you in jesus name amen amen I pray this exhortation has inspired you to act on God's word, challenged you to believe what his word says, and encouraged you to put your confidence in him. With that being said, have a wonderful week, everyone. Much love and many blessings. Bye. Hey, friend. Thank you for listening to today's exhortation. I believe you were inspired challenged and encouraged today because of that don't keep it to yourself share this podcast with a friend a family member even a co-worker 
feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day. I really feel so special. Let's do this again. See you next Monday.